0: Growing up, I would constantly hear adults around me advise as children that the future was in our hands. But I always wondered what that really meant. How much power do young people have? And can youth really make a significant difference in combating a global environmental crisis? All this and more in this two-part series on Youth for Climate, where we discuss what role youth can play towards addressing environmental issues and how you, as a young person, can get involved in youth-led climate movements. Welcome back to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Earth, a podcast dedicated to exploring the latest advancements in sustainability and how we can work together to create a more sustainable future. I'm your host, Namrata, and for the first part of this two-part Youth for Climate series, we thought we'd switch gears a bit and take our podcast from the studio to the street to understand what young college students think about sustainability and climate change. In the last couple of years, sustainability has become quite a buzzword. Governments are talking about incorporating sustainable policies. Businesses are working towards reducing their carbon footprint. Environmentalists are pushing for conservation of ecosystems and natural resources. And so many more people are working towards this cause across domains and countries. But where do the youth fit in into this larger network? And where are they headed? To get a better understanding of this, I spent some time interviewing fellow university students at OP Jindal Global University, where I tried to better understand where they fit themselves within this network, and whether they are consciously thinking about the environment in their everyday life and practices. Here are some of the questions that I posed to them.
1: How old are you and what do you do? I'm a 20-year-old architecture student. I am 22. I am a law student in Jindal Global Law School.
2: I'm 21 and I'm currently in my final year in banking and finance. Uh, I'm 21 years old and I'm an urban planning student. Um, I'm 21 years old and I'm an architecture student.
1: Hello, I'm 20
0: and I'm a third year law student. Do you consider yourself as someone who's environmentally
1: conscious?
3: Um, I would consider myself someone who believes in... Uh, being environmentally conscious, but not someone who can execute it really well. Um, the, the best I can do is switch off the lights from a room when I'm leaving it. Yes.
1: Well, I'm aware of everything that's going on with the environment, but I don't know if I'd classify myself as environmentally as making environmentally conscious decisions.
3: I think I'm borderline uh, in between. I'm not actively uh, conscious about the products I use, whether they're eco-friendly or sustainable nature as such, but I do believe my practices of uh, maybe s- of water management and preserving water and uh, throwing my trash in the bin, like in the appropriate <laughs> dustbins, is something that I take great pride in. Uh, environmentally
4: conscious,
1: yeah, but. Uh, I mean not actively as such, like I would not, you know, step out of my way and research about some things and then take a step like that. But uh, according to the information that is accessible and available to me, I would take a decision with respect to that.
4: I try to be, but sometimes it gets a little hard too, because um, I'm pretty young. I live on my parents income, whatever pocket money they give me. So a lot of things uh, that you have to do to be environmentally conscious they cost money but little little things that i can do on my own such as like switching off the lights and saving power water things like that i try to do Uh,
3: conscious yes but uh, i may may not like implement that consciousness in most cases but yeah i mean i'm definitely conscious about the environment when I'm taking those actions, but they might might not necessarily affect my actions
5: all the time. Like maybe if you asked me the same question two years ago, I wouldn't have said, yeah, I was. But now like I'm participating, like a part of the competition that does sustainable building and net zero energy efficiency and stuff like that. Since I'm learning all of this, I would say like I want to apply this on my future prospects, like whatever projects that I have. Uh, Yeah, I think this field is like an interesting... uh, avenue to work work in, work under. And even for my internship, I'm looking for people who are working with sustainability. Like I, Maybe I am, I think I am an environmentally conscious person.
1: I live with my parents who are not the most conscious when it comes to sustainability and stuff. So if I lived on my own, I think I could implement a couple more things, but because I live with them, and you follow the, the things, and you follow the way they live, so yeah.
4: No, I think the, um... Clothing choices I make. I uh, tend to buy a lot of products from fast fashion brands like Vietnam, Zara, so I
0: don't think so. What are some of the things that you've done in an individual capacity or through an organization or movement towards a sustainable cause?
5: Um, I've worked with a few organizations, largely just raising awareness about climate change, the water crisis, things like that. Um, so either working on exhibition projects or research or working on like a global database for these things. Um, so it's been about like just raising awareness for the issues that are around us concerning the environment. Okay. Uh,
3: not directly to, uh, any sustainable cause, so no, I have not.
1: Um, I've worked with some grassroots organizations, uh, in the city that I come from, which is Calcutta and we've worked with some um, very ecologically sensitive sites um, and the communities that live there. So to kind of help integrate them into like the mainstream community and also to let urban residents know like the importance that these sites have for the city city's ecology at large. Um. Yeah, so one of my relatives has this movement called No Plastic Use India. So she like advocates using like sustainable materials like small small things like combs and like straws and other things so she like does it throughout india so yeah we join her sometimes
4: okay so individually like small efforts trying to save power um water things like that but i really want to get into sustainable architecture as a career so i've taken a lot of courses um that would Educate me on
5: the thing, so I think not as
3: such. Uh, yes, I'd, I'd like to believe so because uh, although I'm, I'm studying architecture, but I'm quite interested in the urban space and particularly interested in uh, urban mobility, so that means, uh, like, say, public transportation systems. Um, so I think I do envision a future where. Um, public transport is almost the norm and I'm also actively trying to work towards it. So in my hometown in Calcutta, I'm working on a project to make the auto rickshaws of Calcutta more accessible. So uh, yeah, I think I, I mean, la- largely I, I am part of projects, I actively also become part of projects which are towards you know public transportation systems, which I do think is directly linked to uh, the climate change and, uh, and the environment.
0: If you don't consider yourself as someone who is environmentally conscious, is it a cause that you care about but don't know how to adopt into your life? Or is it something that is just not a priority right now?
1: Yeah, I think it is both. Like for example, if the information is just like not available or you know, it's like, I mean, out of my way, I have to take time and research into maybe, you know, whatever I'm buying or whatever I'm investing in is eco-friendly or you know, like cares about the environment or something like that. Then I don't think that I would take out that time or
3: just you know so yeah uh, I think it's both, so I obviously understand climate change and the fact that it is real, but I do I feel like I don't have the knowledge as to what are the things that I can do essentially in my everyday life to sort of combat it um, along with the fact that I am um, not read up well on on the topic uh, no I think in terms of like the things I consume sometimes it's uh, it's not as convenient to pick the most environmentally friendly marketed product sometimes it's uh, not it's it's more expensive i'm just uh, probably uh, i'm just used to some products which are deemed to be not environmentally conscious
2: i mean that's a very complicated question to answer because i would like to be environmentally friendly wherever i can but sometimes it's about money, like something's just cheaper but way way worse for the environment but I
5: can't afford it so I'm going to go with the cheaper option sometimes it's about convenience I'd say sometimes it's not a priority, like sometimes I will leave fans on or the AC running um, when it would be like the more obvious choice to like turn it off Uh, like smaller scale things Uh, but at times also it is I think more difficult to be environmentally conscious Uh, sometimes it's uh, more inconvenient, sometimes it's more expensive, all of these things, so I think in those conditions, I'm...
0: If you had to give advice to anyone who wants to learn more about sustainability, but doesn't know where to get started, what would that advice be?
1: Yeah, it would. I think it would just be to be mindful of the resources that you're using. Uh, and I think so smaller starts, maybe just start with turning off the light when you uh, leave the room, taking shorter showers and using public transport. And then I, I guess, of course, there's a lot more to then read about and uh, things like that. So, yeah, you can do that then.
2: The first thing you want to do is learn as much about climate change and environmentalism as possible because a lot of things get misrepren- misrepresented by the media. And so you, sometimes you do things that are not actually very environmentally friendly and then that just ends up damaging the environment more. And, like, you can't save everything and you can't do everything
5: right, so don't fret about it, bro. I think just being more involved in, like, your own communities. So whether that be, like, say if you're in in an apartment complex or a neighborhood that you're in, like, there'll always be, like, welfare, like, resident welfare organizations or just associations that people come together. And there's always, like, a lot of scope within that to, I think, work just at a smaller scale, so starting with your family, with your friends, with people around you uh, and just seeing what problems people are facing, also like obviously concerning the environment and going from there, I think it'll be quite helpful.
4: There are actually a lot of great Instagram pages. Instagram is great that way because, you know, you're just scrolling but you're also collecting so much information at the same time, so I would say Instagram. So I think one thing that I've incorporated into my life is uh, buying used books
1: or like even in law school that we're required to get a lot of acts that we only require for a particular semester. And uh, at least I tried to like sell it or give it to my juniors so that that way it's just buying used books and it just gets recycled that way. So I think that's one of the ways that you can be more sustainable. Mm-hmm. I mean there are a lot of like sources online and that's where I first got my knowledge and then I started looking at different things that interested me like um, sustainable architecture and other mediums like even clothing and other brands so like it was just consciousness through online uh, like sources.
3: Uh, I think talk about it because this auto thing I, I just keep kept talking about it and I actually went ahead and started started. But that helped me actually g- get in touch with people who had similar ideas. And he, the person I, I am working with, he's quite quite a lot senior than me. So there was a lot of knowledge exchange, and we we could tap into his network and actually start this. As a student, I would have found it far more difficult to start something on my own. But um, so, yeah, talk about it, uh, and find people who are who want to do the same thing. Uh, that'll improve your idea, and uh, it'll be easy to implement as well. Uh, I think. One thing which might be counterproductive is when people are working in silos. So you identify a problem and you are just working towards it. The scale of it might not be large. When you're talking about the environment, we're talking on on like a global scale. So we do need our actions to be also at the global scale. And that would only happen, according to me, through like collaboration.
1: Um, I think wherever you're based out of, whether it is a large city or like a smaller town, I think there are organizations everywhere that are doing a lot of grassroots work. So maybe find out about them, get in touch with them. They're always looking for volunteers to help out. So get in touch with them and find out however you can contribute and kind of.
0: Well, the students I spoke with are a very small group of this larger youth and don't necessarily encompass youth as a whole. It does give us a few perspectives to think about. A lot of people spoke about how they don't consider themselves environmentally conscious because of their consumer choices. And while consumerism is linked with sustainability, that isn't what it's all about. So many products these days are sold in the name of sustainability that we sometimes lose perspective of what it really means to be sustainable and how it's not limited to using a bamboo toothbrush or a cloth bag but in fact, just using the resources you already have in a more conscious way. A lot of responses also mentioned that their choices were a result of convenience and expenses. And so can sustainable decisions even be economical? And why aren't they then the norm? Why should one go out of their way to lead a sustainable lifestyle? Or is that just the way that products are marketed to us so that we're guilt-tripped into investing in a more expensive product in the name of saving the planet? Another recurring response was that a lot of people are unsure how individual efforts can compound into something impactful and how to even incorporate this into their life. These are all questions that we will dig deep into in next week's episode where we will speak with a practitioner in the field of environmental studies who has founded a youth-led organization and led several movements over the years to understand how we can make climate information more accessible to young people and how we can involve more passionate students working towards this cause. With that, we come to the end of this week's episode. Don't forget to join us next week in part 2 of these series where we will use these responses to address some of the apprehensions and questions that the respondents had raised. Please join us on this learning experience and subscribe to our podcast on your preferred streaming platform so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes on similar topics. And while you're at it, do check out our website www.kipoxid.com, Instagram and Twitter handles. Hope you have a pleasant experience being on board with us as we discuss uncomfortable topics for a comfortable future.